Welcome to episode 90 of the Ask Achieve Show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be discussing strategies for extra glute activation, rounding your back during cleans, and how to achieve a calorie surplus to put on weight. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. What's up, achievers? It's been a minute. Yeah, it's sorry, been... we skipped. We skipped Monday. I think, yeah. Did we skip two episodes? Maybe. I think we skipped two episodes. Yeah, we've been. Uh, we've. It, it's been difficult to try to time uh, Kendrick's feedings and trying to figure out when he's gonna nap. Right now, he's strapped to me right now in the wrap, <laughs> and so he might stir a little bit. So if you hear some like baby noises, it's because he's literally directly next to the microphone yeah. <laughs> so apologize in advance <laughs> yeah it's been it's been a little bit of a tough week mostly with feeding breastfeeding has been very difficult mm-hmm. for me I actually met with the lactation consultant today which was really really helpful um in the moment and then I had like a little minor breakdown when she left and I tried again and it didn't go as well <laughs> it's so, like that always happens yeah um, um but it's part of the whole process yeah I mean yeah Usual, not sleeping that great, which means that Lauren is up at all hours of the day. So, kudos, so if, kudos to Lauren for <laughs> for pushing through and podcasting right now. Oh, thanks. But um, but yeah, we we, just, we decided to take a little bit of a week hiatus just to like regroup and just try to figure things out. So, but here we are. We're here yeah. and we're ready to rock. This we're episode. ready to rock it. Episode all right. ninety. All right. <laughs> so the first question, actually, we have it's kind of like two questions that we're going to answer in one. Yeah, and actually, we don't even have to read them necessarily. Okay. Um, but basically, one one of the questions was asking uh, why certain accounts would recommend keeping the chin tucked really down, um, like aggressively down during a hip thrust movement which is basically your shoulders are, ele- are elevated on a bench, your feet are on the floor, and you do a glute bridge uh, where your shoulders are elevated. And um, and why not keep the neck neutral, but rather tuck the chin down? And then the other question was, why would some fitness pages recommend squats where they do almost like an extra squeeze and a really aggressive um, tucking of the pelvis in order to squeeze their glutes a little bit more? Right. right? So basically... Um, it really just comes down to what your goals are. And if your goal is to specifically get as much possible glute emphasis and activation as possible, these are these are a couple of different strategies that like, let's say, um, figure competitors or bodybuilders will use in order to really just maximize their use of uh, glute recruitment, basically. Um, I would say that it's really, it's really unnecessary unless you're really competing on a stage and you need to maximize every single fiber of your glutes. Um, I would say that just by doing squats, deadlifts, lunges, step ups, um, pushing a sled, like running, like all these things are going to develop your glutes in a very natural way. And it's, you're going to be very happy with the results, right? Right. Yeah. There's not going to be the need for like I mean, I guess it depends. If your goal is to look like a bodybuilder, even if you're not competing, then that's true. That's, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, um, these are these are just little strategies and tactics that you can use to get that extra like three, four percent or so that right. can give you like a little bit of a boost. And when we look at it, we just say like, is this worth the like change in alignment? That's like not the non-ideal alignment, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like tucking, jamming your chin down, isn't a great like 
neck thing, like thing for your neck, right? Basically, and, yeah. Like over and over again doing that. It's not going to hurt you. It's just like, it's not great alignment. And we would rather kind of work through a movement while maintaining good spinal alignment. Mm -hmm. But if your goal, like Jason was saying, was very, very specific and you're trying to get that last little bit of like that edge basically. Right, yeah. Um, then doing that might be worth it for you. That you you might say like, hey, I'll work on my posture in other ways. And yeah. here I'm just going to sacrifice that so that I can get this little extra. Yeah. Bit. If your goal is strength or just overall functionality, like getting that aggressive posterior tilt of your pelvis and really tucking under in order to get your glutes working a little bit more and pausing there, like that takes energy out of you and it limits the amount of strength throughout the actual set itself because you're focusing so much on that like isometric squeeze at the top of movement. So, you know, if we were working with someone who was really just focused on strength gains exclusively, like that's something that we probably wouldn't recommend. Um, but we'd also know that their glutes would get developed pretty well just by doing squats and deadlifts and lunges um, on their own. So it's just like, it's just a tactic that you can use to get a little bit something extra out of the movement if your specific purpose is glute aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah. I think with the pelvic tilt under, mm -hmm. sometimes we would use like cues like that when people have a really hard time activating their glutes at all. That's true. Yep. Um, so that could also be, it could just be like lost in translation a little bit, what you're seeing there. Like mm -hmm. I know that there are definitely accounts who like talk about doing that aggressively for more glute activation. Yeah. But for, there are for some people when they stand up out of a squat and we notice that they still have like a pretty good arch in their lower back and they're just having a hard time engaging their glutes. We may actually tell them to try to tilt under a little bit to, in, to just get their glutes to understand how to fire at the top and like, yeah understand how to how to work so there is some benefit to it if they're like if people are having a hard time feeling yeah what it feels like to squeeze but it's very intentional to get them into a better alignment not to, not to go, go overboard yeah. into um less than optimal alignment to get a little bit more out of a singular muscle group right so yeah. it would be it would be taking them out of an excessive anterior pelvic tilt into a neutral exactly position. but we might teach them it that by just saying tilt your hips under a little yeah. bit and they become neutral so right yeah it all depends on the person that you're coaching and what kind of cues they need yeah yeah and again there's nothing wrong with these specific tactics um it's just not something that we choose because we like if if we can we're going to just keep things in more of a neutral positioning um as long as we can get the full benefit from the exercise right yeah awesome cool. all right the next one uh this is a question from joe d kell and they said, I'm a weightlifter and my biggest weakness is rounding my back when I receive the clean. I think it's a combination of a lack of core slash leg strength and poor mobility in hips and ankles, but I've not been able to crack the answer. I hope you can shed some light. I know you would have a better anatomical understanding. <laughs> okay. So basically he's saying that as he's going through his barbell clean movement, when he's receiving the clean in the bottom position, it looks like he's collapsing forward with his upper back and just rounding forward and potentially when the weight gets heavy enough that would lead to the bar just dumping forward and and missing forward basically um now the key thing here is you know sometimes i'll think okay this might be a mobility issue it might be a core strength issue uh, might be some of the things that he outlined in his question but he's saying that specifically when he's receiving the clean so that leads me to believe there's two things going on. Either, number one, it could be a technique thing. Maybe he's looping the bar in front of him. Maybe he's really chasing the bar with his hips and crashing the hips forward, which means the bar is projecting forward and he's catching it a little bit funky. So that's number one. 
Number two, what it could be is just an overall um, upper back and mid back strength thing. And if that's the case, we would recommend a lot of things like farmer carries, um, maybe deadlifts or pause clean pulls if he wants to uh, continue on with Olympic lifting style variations. Um, a lot of rowing, like high repetition work, like 10 to 12 reps or so, get some hypertrophy in there, um, as well as like pull-ups and stuff like that. Just basically anything RDLs, snatch grip RDLs, anything where his upper back and mid-back is forced to um, maintain good alignment and just develop hypertrophy and muscle mass in that area is going to help buffer all the stress that's going to happen when the bar is basically just coming crashing down upon you. You just need that foundation from your uh, you know, spine posture to, uh, to, to support yourself basically. Yeah. Um, so those are the two things, technique or upper back strength. Now, if it was an issue where um, it wasn't just receiving the clean, but he was front, front squatting and that was an issue and it was just a recurring thing, then maybe we'd look to mobility stuff. Um, if that's the case, we do have a complete guide to front squatting on our YouTube channel that you can check out. And that goes over specific mobility drills for your T-spine, for your lats, um, for your wrists, um, and for hips, actually. Yeah. yeah, I think that's all of them. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say was that the, the way to tell if it's a mobility thing is, is whether you can go into a front squat yeah. comfortably and, and with good alignment. And if you can, then it's probably not a mobility thing. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, and it depends on, like... It depends on if this is always happening or if it's just when it's like the heaviest weight. Like you may see, True. if you go to Hook Grip um, Instagram, like you'll see some of the most elite limp Olympic lifters round their back when they catch their clean. Yeah. But that's because those are their max attempts and they're going extremely heavy. That's but true. if it's happening every time, then there's probably something technique-wise, like Jason was talking about, going on. Um, or there's a there's an upper back strength issue. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. And then this last one um, is a bit of a long question, but I'm going to read it. Um, it's from Melina Servant. Oh, there's a couple cries <laughs> from Kendrick. Um, she said, so I have a super high metabolism. I never gained fat, even though 35% of my macros are from fat sources. I'm 20 years old, super active. Um, she kind of gave laid out her, her body weight. Um, and basically... The problem is my goal is to gain strength and put on a bit of muscle mass 5 to 10 pounds gradually. That means I have to be in a calorie surplus. Right now I'm maintaining my weight with 3,000 calories per day. I already struggle each day with eating that much. The main reason being I don't like eating. I always force myself to finish my meals. Do you have any <laughs> advice, suggestions for me to get my calories to 3,500 eventually? Everyone I already asked just answers with quote, well, just eat more, which doesn't help me since I already know that <laughs> eye roll. <laughs> so this is actually super, super common. And people do like, I, I definitely used to just be like, you're annoying. You like, you want to gain weight, just eat more. <laughs> like, cause it seems, especially when you're so inundated with like the diet culture and everybody always like talking about how it's so hard to eat less. And when somebody comes up and says like, Oh, I have such a hard time eating enough. You're like, yeah, yeah. hey, that's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. And a lot of people have this issue. We have a lot of members too who are in the same boat who are like, I really want to put on more muscle. I want to put on more weight. I want to feel a little stronger, but I just don't feel hungry. All yeah. The time. You often hear the term hard gainer yeah. in this instance. Yeah. So the the best advice you can give here is to look to sources of food that are that are calorie dense without being um, super heavy or without having a lot of substance. So things like oils, um, avocados, 
peanut butter and almond butter mm-hmm. um, or just nuts in general, like are all things that they don't take up a lot of space in your stomach basically, right? Like mm-hmm. they're easy to, to consume, but they are, have a lot of calories, especially oils. So yeah. cooking with like a lot of olive oil, um, adding olive oil to like a salad, mm-hmm. things like that, or coconut oil, um, putting like smoothies are a really good way to do it too, because yeah. you're drinking your calories. So you don't feel as full and you can load them up with a lot of calories. So you can put in a bunch of peanut butter. You can put in, um, you can put oil in there as well. Yeah. I know some people put like sweet potatoes in, yeah. in their, uh, in their shake, but you can like make these like kind of like mega shakes that have a, just like pack a lot of punch in terms of um, caloric capacity. Yeah. Um, one thing that she had mentioned in the beginning was that um, 35% of her macros are from fat sources. And she said, I never gained fat even though um, that's the case. And so um, fat sources don't necessarily equal fat gain. And and they eating high fats is going to help you with your calorie consumption because they're more calories per gram of food. So those, those things that I listed out, like oils and avocados, they're just higher in calories per gram of food. So meaning you don't have to eat as much to get as many calories. Um, but it doesn't mean that fat sources are going to equal fat gain. Um, what I would say here though, is after increasing those, those fat sources or just getting more of those, I would also recommend increasing your carbohydrate intake. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people are still a little bit afraid of carbs. Like right now the whole thing is like carbs make you fat. Um, (laughs) but if you're a hard gainer, usually you can also metabolize carbs a little bit faster. Um, and so I would definitely try to start including more things like white rice, white potatoes. Like don't be afraid to go outside of the like quote unquote healthy carbs. Um, where like if you're just sticking to sweet potatoes and fruits and vegetables for your carbs, you're probably just not getting enough quantity of yeah food. I, white rice especially is just is really just an easy uh quote-unquote empty carbs just take down in order to gain more calories and more more carbohydrates yeah in and your you system. can eat a good amount of it without feeling super full yeah exactly yeah it's i mean it's literally just all the recommendations that we make but the complete opposite in this case for for uh for this person right here um things like eating as quickly as possible yeah um things like like watching TV while you're eating to like just get your mind off and just kind of like eating quicker. Um, all strategies that we usually don't recommend, right? <laughs> They're the opposite to, uh, where you should reduce... like be more mindful, yeah. eat slower, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is an element of just almost like you're you're forcing it at times. Yeah. Um, and the other thing about like intentionally putting on weight is that you can't just put on muscle. Mm, like if you're if yeah. you're gonna like be massing quote unquote is what a lot of people call it like putting on mass it's going to be muscle and it's going to be some body fat like mm-hmm. there's just no way around it you have to you have to do them both at the same time yep. and then what you can do is go through like if you want to you can do like a leaning out phase where after you put on the weight which is going to be a combination of muscle and fat then you try to like cut your calories down a little bit or cut your carbs down a little bit and kind of lean out um, and yeah. try to maintain with your training, try to maintain the muscle that you gained. Um, but that's also something to just make sure that you have the expectation of is that it's going to be very hard to put on, very hard slash impossible to put on only muscle, muscle when you're putting yeah. on weight. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's about it. I think that pretty much answers it. So basically look for, look for those easy calories, um, 
and try to add some more carbohydrates to your meals. Also, probably eating more frequently would be helpful. Um, yeah. It depends on how quickly you get full. But if you're feeling like you just get full really fast, then try to eat more frequent meals as opposed to trying to like load up on like a ton of stuff at one meal. That's true, yeah. Just having like your first meal be pretty pretty early if possible, um, just so you can sneak in just another meal in, in into your diet basically. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that's about it. So those are all the answers to your burning questions for today. <laughs> we kept this one kind of short because we were uh, trying to make sure that Kendrick didn't interrupt us with, with any screaming cries, which he didn't. So um, if you have any more questions for us, please send them to us at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram. And we would super, super appreciate any iTunes reviews. So if you could leave one there, that would be great. And until next time, peace, love, and, and muscles. muscles.